This is All India Radio. Life must go on. All India Radio in collaboration with Vigyan Prasar presents science serial Life Must Go On based on understanding and managing sustainable development. Let's listen to episode number 42 titled Saving Habitat in the Oceans. Abracadabra, hocus pocus, lily, really? Whoa! God, this really works. Yes. We've become human fish. Look, yeah. gills, fins, and everything. Yeah. The magic potion worked after all. Yes. Is this for real? Yeah. Will we really get to see this beautiful ocean from within now? Uh, but I wish we don't get eaten up by the big fish. <laughs> you mean the predator fish? Don't you? Uh, yes. Don't worry, my kids. Dolphin Sita and I shall take you around. The ocean is our friend and loves curious visitors. And together, we shall protect you both. Now, let's keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> well... I do love the name that you have given me, Sailfish. No, 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 Sita. Not me. Kids have given you this name. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was wonderfully clever of you, Fatima. <laughs> Dolphins are marine mammals, also called as cetaceans. Hence, Sita. <laughs> Thanks for the lovely name, Sita. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Govind. Although Ola... You were so named by Govind because he thought your dorsal fin resembled coconut fronds. <laughs> and in Tamil, Ola is the word for coconut fronds. Yeah. Hey, hey, you children are one smart bunch, huh? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Now let's dive in. Yeah! Oh, Ola, we are so happy today. We've always longed to swim in the ocean like fish and see what was in its depths. You are the fastest swimmer in the ocean and have seen so much of it. Sita is one of the most intelligent beings. Ah. Thanks! <laughs> I couldn't tell you how excited we were when we discovered you had special powers and could talk to us. Mm. Oh. Uh, but Fatima, we should get back soon. Appa was mentioning something about cyclone warning these past few days. You never know. <gasps> oh. Fatima! Govind! Hey, 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 go, Govind! Govind! Stick with Sita! Stick with Sita! Okay. And, and I'll take care of Fatima! Okay, okay. Listen, listen, we'll meet you back here after things calm down. Sita! Sita, take care of Govind. Sure. Keep him safe. Of course I will. You guys take care too. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about us. Come on, Govind. See you. Don't you worry, Fatima. Sita and I have battled worse. Both you and Govind will be safe. 
We shall get back you both back home once the weather calms. Oh, I know, Ola. I'm sure no one can come to us in the ocean when we are with either of you two. Just don't worry. I was only thinking of the others. Like what? So many people live on the coast and depend on the ocean for their food and their livelihoods. Every time such a disaster happens, our lives get disrupted. I can understand. And and it seems as if it were happening with increasing frequency of late. Yes, Fatima, you are right. You know, more than a million people depend upon fishing for their livelihoods in India alone. Yeah. Besides, the Indian coast support about 30% of the total 1.2 billion human population. Ola, how do you and Sita always know so many things? <laughs> well, you are not only our human friends. Well, are you now? <laughs> no, I don't think so. What? You know, the elders in the village say that we have angered the ocean. And that's why the ocean punishes us more often than earlier these days. And how, according to the elders, have you all angered the ocean? Well, they say that we humans are taking away from the ocean more than what it's required. And that is what making the ocean angry. You well, know? it is true that humans have been taking away from the ocean far more than what is required and is sustainable. But that isn't exactly the cause for these irregular climatic patterns. Although the real reason is also anthropogenic, which means caused by humans. Anthropogenic. Ah, that's an interesting word. But how exactly are us humans causing these irregular climatic patterns? It is not under our control, is it? Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, I'll explain it. First, tell me, have you heard about global warming? Oh, of course, yes. We've heard it in school. Our teacher says that there is a lot of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and that is making the earth hotter. But was carbon dioxide always present in the atmosphere? And don't the plants need it to synthesize their food? Yes, Fatima. Carbon dioxide is an important gas in our atmosphere. Plants require it to synthesize their food. But carbon dioxide is also a greenhouse gas. Greenhouse gas? What? I once saw a greenhouse when we went on an excursion to the botanical gardens. <laughs> it works on the same principle, Fatima. Huh? Uh, well, uh, you see, the glass panes of the greenhouse allows light to enter, but prevent heat from escaping. This makes the inside of the greenhouse warmer than the outside surroundings. Carbon dioxide is called a greenhouse gas because it mimics this greenhouse effect. Oh. It traps the heat rays entering the earth, preventing their escape, making earth warmer. Are you telling me that carbon dioxide is bad for the earth? Seriously? On the contrary, carbon dioxide was responsible for making the earth habitable by trapping heat energy and warming the extremely cold primitive earth. No, 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 no. I don't understand, Ola. From what are you saying, isn't warming of the earth then a natural process? Fatima, you are a smart girl, huh? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, the climate on earth has always been changing. 
It's a natural process. But what has happened now is that humans have accelerated this process. How exactly? By releasing more and more carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Oh! Carbon dioxide has always been released into the atmosphere through natural processes, such as volcanic eruption, forest fires, and even respiration. But with the increase in the number of vehicles and industries, the levels of carbon dioxide has skyrocketed. And this is because when these coal and fossil fuels are burned, they release carbon dioxide. You know, between 1970 and 2004 alone, the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere has increased by 80%. That's a huge increase. Yes. And you can imagine the warming associated with that. Do you know, during the last century, the global temperature increased by about 0.8 degrees Celsius, which was the largest increase in a thousand years. Goodness. This rise in temperature increased both the occurrence and intensity of cyclones. Ah, but for timing, enough of that. Now look where we have reached. It's the Park Strait. Whoa, this is so beautiful. Ah, Fatima, I can see your excitement, huh? <laughs> ah, be careful though. This is one of the most heavily fished regions of our country. Look out for nets and make sure you don't get caught in one of these. <gasps> Whoa, that net is huge. Like, much bigger than the one Appa uses. What are they fishing for? This is a bottom trawling net. Bottom trawlers are used to capture marine fishes that live in the bottom of the ocean. Here they mainly use it to catch shrimps, prawns and so many other things. But it's moving really fast, Ola. But look, look, many fish are also caught in it. And what is it that I see there? A turtle! Why in the world are they even capturing turtles? Remember what the elders at the village said about taking more than what is required from the ocean? Oh, yeah, yeah. I do. This is what they meant, Fatima. Mm. These large nets take away many other fish that they do not intend to catch. Many times even juvenile fish and other species such as turtles too. Most of these fish are discarded back into the ocean after they are dead. You know why? Because nobody buys them in the market. That's so sad. Exactly. And because the net is dragged through the ocean floor, it destroys the habitat of so many species, often causing irreversible damage. God, the sea floor, it looks like a flattened road. Just moments ago, it was teeming with life. Why is it that they allow such a thing to continue when clearly it is so, so harmful? Exactly. Being a fish myself, you can see how I share your anger. It's our only homes that are mindlessly destroyed. But in reality, things are little complicated for humans. So many people depend on this for their livelihoods that it becomes very difficult to ban them entirely. But the government has taken some steps. What steps? For instance, it bans fishing during the breeding season to allow stocks to replenish. It has also created several marine protected areas. And what exactly are marine protected areas, Ola? Fatima, some areas of the ocean are more fragile than others. 
and need greater protection since they support many unique marine ecosystems. Mm. In order to protect and conserve these, marine protected areas are created. These are areas of the sea, oceans or large lakes where human activity is more strictly regulated than in the surrounding waters. Like? For instance, the Gulf of Mannar Marine National Park. Ooh. By the way, Gulf of Mannar Marine National Park is very close to where we are now. Are you telling me there is a national park inside the sea? In the sea? Yes, Fatima. I just told you that there is Gulf of Mannar Marine National Park, which is very close to us. Much like the national park on land, human activity is strictly regulated in Marine National Park as well. Whoa. India has established 31 coastal and marine protected areas. Even the Wildlife Protection Act offer protection to certain marine organisms. That's very heartening to know. Why don't you hold on to me, Fatima? I'll take you around. <laughs> okay. I see you are not very comfortable swimming in your newly acquired fish outfit, huh? <laughs> I'm getting used to it. Uh, uh, tell me, Fatima, would you like to see coral reefs? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Well, 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 your wish is my command, ma'am. We are approaching the Lakshadweep Islands. Whoa! But how did we get here? Even you can't swim that fast, Ola. Come on. Oh, well, I, I must confess. I have had a little help from my friend. The ocean. Huh? Didn't I tell you? The ocean loves curious visitors. I guess. And the reef. It is so much more beautiful than I could ever have imagined. Really? Yeah. Look, so much color, such diversity, fish of the kind that I have never ever seen or even imagined in my head. Looking at these corals, it's really hard to believe that these aren't mere colorful rocks. <laughs> but instead, living organisms housing even smaller algae in them. But um, I'm wondering, why do some of these corals appear pale and colorless? It's as though they are diseased. Fatima, this is the result of coral bleaching. Coral bleaching? Yeah. Did you know that there are tiny little algae that live on these corals? No. I'll tell you. When sea temperatures rise, such as during the El Nino in 2015, these algae are ejected from the corals. Since the corals derive their nutrition and color from the algae, their absence makes the corals appear pale and dead. Hmm. Unless the temperature returns to normal, such effects cannot be reversed. Hmm. Is this also the result of global warming that we discussed? And it seems to be the major culprit here. It sure is. El Nino has been linked to global warming, which has been altering the face of the earth at a speed that has never happened before. Really? Yes. And I tell you, the picture isn't pretty. But there are many reasons that contribute to it. Have you also heard the elders talk about their childhood days? Do you remember them? 
mentioning bikes, cars, factories, industries as much in those stories? That's what. No, I haven't. Because their childhood stories always have animals, trees, rivers and the ocean in them. You know, my nani says those were their playground and playmates. Exactly. You see, in the earlier days there was enough number of trees to absorb the excess carbon dioxide and keep our earth sufficiently warm. But with the increase in the number of vehicles and industries, there were also a sharp increase in the level of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. <gasps> you know, during the last century alone, the concentration of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere increased 12-fold. Good Lord! That's a lot of carbon dioxide. Exactly. And what makes it worse is that during the same period, millions of trees were cut. Trees which are natural storehouse for carbon were cut for economic purpose. Then what happens to all this carbon dioxide then? Well, Fatima, the ocean absorbs them. The excess carbon dioxide dissolves in the ocean forming a weak acid resulting in ocean acidification. This also prevents the deposition of calcium carbonate which is necessary for the formation of corals. So, global warming results in irregular climatic patterns, ocean acidification and coral bleaching? That's no, what no, you're no, saying? No, no, Fatima. Not only that. It also melts the ice glaciers resulting in an increase in sea levels. Many islands get flooded due to this. Some have even disappeared. Shorelines get eroded. Beaches disappear. It is catastrophic. How? How do you think can we prevent all this from happening, Gola? Well, Fatima, humans have to reduce their carbon emissions. That's the first step. Carbon dioxide levels are intimately linked with the lifestyle humans currently lead. So lifestyle change is what you really need using electricity judiciously, opting for public transport, switching to solar and other renewable sources of energy and following the three R's, reduce, reuse and recycle. And most importantly, Fatima, people need to be educated about the harmful effects their actions are causing on the planet. You are right. Most people don't even know that the simple act of leaving the light on overnight can add to such a huge problem. Ola, I am going to talk to people and educate them about this once I get back home. That's great, Fatima. That's a good step in the attempt towards making Earth a better place for everyone. Fatima and Ola continued their conversation as they swam away from the islands. Meanwhile, following their separation from Fatima and Ola, Govind and Sita had drifted away towards the Bay of Bengal. En route, Sita introduces Govind to the ocean, her friend. Hello, ocean. Hello. Meet Govind, my friend from the land. Welcome, Govind. Thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you. I have many friends on the land too. But of late, we have had too many visitors from the land who refuse to leave and keep returning. Visitors from the land? Who? Ah, plastic for instance. Oh. Initially, I would find only a few stray plastic bags or bottles drifting in the ocean. But of late, their numbers have increased tremendously. 
okay. They must have taken a liking to the ocean. But the problem is they cause much too harm. I've often tried sending them back. Uh, I'm sorry, Ocean. It's not the plastic themselves, uh, but humans who are dumping all plastic and other waste into the ocean, hmm. despite there being several laws prohibiting it. You too are a human, aren't you? Uh, yes. Mm. And I apologize to you on their behalf. It pains me to see plastic waste dotting up beautiful beaches and being dumped into the mighty ocean. <sighs> Your apologies do me no good, child. Uh, the plastic waste dumped in the ocean causes harm to all my creatures. My turtles mistake them for jellyfish and eat them. Plastic bottle caps are picked up and swallowed by birds who mistake them for fish. Turtles, dolphins and all my other beautiful creatures get entangled in your discarded fishing nets. Even after I throw all this waste back to your beaches during floods and cyclones, you keep dumping them back. Will you humans ever learn? Do you know that plastic you dump into the ocean breaks into small pieces and are then consumed by fish who mistake it for their food? Imagine! What it does to their health. And when you humans consume these fish, that plastic enters your body as well. Humans are creating path towards their own destruction. Govind hung his head down in shame. He had nothing to reply to the ocean. He knew that everything that the ocean said was in fact true. But you seem to be a nice boy, Govind. You promised to go back and tell people about it? Try and prevent them from continuing this practice, okay? Yes, O oh mighty ocean. I promise, I'll tell people about all the harm or dumping of waste into the ocean causes. Well, that's good then. Now, off you go. And the ocean carries them further into the Bay of Bengal. Sita, mm -hmm. have we reached the Andaman and Nicobar Islands? Absolutely right. And I bet you guessed that. Because of the corals that you see, isn't it? Yeah. That's the most distinct feature everybody associates with the Andaman and Nicobar Islands. Mm. <laughs> but do you also know, Govin, that they also have the dense mangrove forest as well? Really? Yeah. That's wonderful. We learnt at school that mangrove forests act as natural barriers against erosion, flood and tsunamis and also act as breeding ground for several fish species. Yes, you are right. But mangroves have been under extreme threat. Mangrove forests have been cleared for agriculture, aquaculture and urbanization purposes. Mm. Even global warming has adversely affected them. Really? Yes. Rising sea levels have inundated 7,500 hectares of mangroves in Sundarbans National Park. Mm, that's really sad to hear, Sita. I hope there are laws to protect. You know, I'll be sure to find them out when I reach home. Okay. But for now, brace yourself. We are leaving from here. Uh, okay. The ocean is going to carry us. And both Sita and Govind are carried off by the ocean to the western coast of India. What a surprise when Sita detects Ola in the vicinity and the two odd pairs of friends are reunited once again. They are each extremely happy to see the other. <laughs> <laughs>
and together they again set out to explore more of the ocean. Govind, hmm? things aren't really as we had imagined them to be, are they? No. There is so much wrong that is being inflicted on the ocean. Yes, Fatima. You know, the ocean is beautiful and filled with wonders. But it is slowly getting destroyed. Yeah. Hey, hey look. I... What is that? Uh, they're, they're close to the coast. It looks like a coloured stream inside the sea. Yeah. It's the waste from the tanneries being discharged into the ocean. Mm. All these waste being sent into the ocean? Yeah. And not only this, Fatima. There are thousands of such tanneries and other industries that line the entire coast of India. All of them discharging their treated and untreated wastes into the ocean. Mm. Added to this, the sewage from many coastal cities, that also eventually finds its way into the ocean. And all this is legal? Well, not really. India has several laws such as Coastal Guard Act, Merchant Shipping Act, Water Prevention and Control of Pollution Act, all to prevent marine pollution. But often it is not the absence of law, but the lack of its implementation that is responsible for all this. Not only does this waste pollute the marine water, but it also makes it uninhabitable for fish and other organisms. Remember the oil spill at the Sundarbans in 2014? It led to the deaths of several marine species, such as otters and the Iravadi dolphins too. The four continued to move in the ocean, discussing various things and encountering delightful creatures. The ocean carries them back towards their home coast where the storm has subsided and everything is calm again. Look, look, look there. Where? Uh, Where? There's a research vessel there. Oh. You guys better get close to it. The people on board will pick you up and take you back home. Yeah, we'll miss you both. Yes. We'll miss you too. Yeah, we'll miss you too. And we'll see you soon. Yeah. Sure, we'll see you soon. But take care of yourself. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye, Fatima. Visit us again. Bye, Govind. The researchers aboard the vessel are astounded at the sight of these two children swimming towards them. They are back in their original human forms now. The children are quickly taken on board, given food and water and fresh clothes to change into. They were at last safely at their homes now. Life must go on. You were listening to the 42nd episode of This Science Serial, produced by All India Radio in collaboration with Vigyan Prasar, titled Saving Habitat in the Oceans. Coordinators were Dr. Chandar Mohan and Dr. B.K. Tyagi. Research and script, Shaista. English translation, Sukanya Datta. The episode was directed by Sudarshan Kumar. Presented by Dilip Jha. Recording and mixing, Sharad Sharma. The participating artists were Nikhil Divan, Vasundra Bose, Rakshit Thaplia, Tanvi Khurana, 
Pranshu and Mamta Malkani. Hey listeners, please stay with us. Here are two questions for you. The lucky winner will get attractive prize from Vigyan Prasad. The first question is, in order to protect and conserve the marine ecosystems in India, how many coastal and marine protected areas have been built? And the second question is, during the last century, the global temperature has increased by how many degrees Celsius? You can send in your answers by simple post. Our address is Science Serial Life Must Go On. All India Radio, room number 615. New Broadcasting House, Sunset Mark, New Delhi 110001. You can also write on our email ID that is radio at the rate vigyanprasar.gov.in. Please do write your full name, age and profession. If you are associated with any science club, then do let us know the membership of your club. If you have any query or question, don't hesitate to write into us. We will be back again with the next episode of this science serial. Life must go on. Same day, same time next week. Till then, goodbye.